You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will help equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. My name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Let's get into this episode. Self-care. It's a popular topic. Self-care Sunday is an example of a theme we see weekly. It brings to mind images of beaches, candles, bubble baths, and serene settings. Quiet time, reading books. But does self-care just boil down to simply bubble baths and weekend getaways? Or is it something more? What is self-care? And do we truly take care of ourselves the way we need to? Is self-care a necessity or Is it just basically a cute saying? Well, self-care, it's definitely something that's important. And I know in previous generations, we didn't really hear our grandmothers and aunts, parents really talk about self-care, but it is important and it is necessary. In order for us to be our best self, in order for us to be present in our relationship and not distracted, in order for us to be mentally stable and available emotionally, we have to first take care of ourselves. How can we do that? By minimizing distractions, taking care of ourselves emotionally and physically, and taking care of our spirit as well. All of this is part of the self-care process and, and concept. And one of the first ways to begin to care for yourselves is just to psychologically take care of yourself. And and how do you do that? Well, you have to protect your mind. When you think about it, there are so many distractions in the world around us. I mean, we are completely bombarded. And at times it can be overwhelming. The constant activity, it never stops. And I don't know about you, but I am a person that sometimes I've got to shut off everything. But that constant activity, we have our cell phones that are continually (laughs) ringing and interrupting us. We have the electronic correspondence of emails that just never seem to stop. Then there's social media. Don't get me started on that. I know we have to use it for some things, but sometimes the continual updates and the continual notifications can be completely distracting and just derail you from the things you need to do. I mean, how many times have you gotten a notification that somebody's replied to something on Facebook or Instagram? And if you're on Clubhouse, let's be real, Clubhouse sends you notifications all day long unless you shut it off. So that alone can distract you from the task at hand or even being present with those around you. We have television. So after the full day of social media and phones and emails, some of you sit down and watch TV for a few hours, right? And so your mind just never gets a break. It's just a continual, never-ending stream of stimulants. 
and it can have negative impacts. I mean, how many of you have spent the day at your computer and then you turned around and you spent hours on your phone and suddenly your eyes begin to hurt? You begin to have some headaches. It's your body's way of letting you know it's time to shut it off. Or maybe you're that person that right before you go to bed, you love to pick up your cell phone, flip through Facebook, flip through Instagram, take a look at what's going on, maybe get on Clubhouse and listen to a conversation or two. And next thing you know, you can't go to sleep because your mind is so active with all the stimuli that you've place before your eyes. And some of you have social media addictions. And as silly as that sounds, it's real. I actually took a day and said, okay, I'm going to limit my social media. I'm going to limit the activity on my phone. But it's amazing how just out of habit, we want to look at our phones, right? I mean, I found myself wanting to pick up my phone various times throughout the day. And so that social media addiction or that addiction to our phones, it's real. And so it's up to us to find ways to care for ourselves psychologically. And how can we begin to do that? Well, one easy way is to find set times to put your phone on do not disturb. I set mine on do not disturb at 9 a.m. And I turn it off at eight because I don't want early morning text. I have some people that are allowed to send me correspondence just in case an emergency arises, but I don't want to get texts and notifications all day and all night. So yeah, I put my phone on do not disturb so that I can get a peaceful night's sleep. That's the easy way to start. And try turning off the notifications for your social media or your emails. Because of course, we get those notifications all day long. And what does that do? That drives us to want to pick up our phone, to look at our phone, to scroll through the social media accounts. So take a few minutes to just turn off those notifications. I mean, do we really need to be notified all day long that someone's posted something on social media? No, it's just another distraction. So turn off the notifications, shut down screen time, put your phone to the side and just enjoy being in the moment. Because I realize that sometimes I could be so distracted by all of these things that are going on around me that I'm not taking a time to be present in the moment that I'm in. A great example is how often have you went to a restaurant or an event and you see people on their phone and they're sitting there with their family and they're just not present with each other. And so take a moment to shut down those distractions and just be, just enjoy the moment. And another way that we are to take care of ourselves or to protect ourselves is emotionally. It's definitely something that requires us sometimes to do what's best for us. Because if we don't take care of ourselves emotionally, we can find ourselves 
falling apart. I mean, let's face it. We can't please everyone. We can't be at everyone's whim and beck and call, right? Not that we want to be. But there are some people who have difficulty saying no. I mean, we can't please everyone. Sometimes you may have have faced some disagreements, right? Because some people may begin to say you're being selfish when you pull back and when you take that time for yourself. And then there are those that will try to emotionally manipulate you into doing what they want you to do. And so you fall into that trap of control and manipulation, which only wears on you more emotionally. Or maybe you're worried about their reactions and how they'll feel towards you, which is causing you stress. But my goodness, do you really want to allow your emotions to be manipulated and controlled by someone who's only out for themselves and not looking out for your best interest? Some of you may have issues when it comes to people-pleasing. Or maybe you don't want to disappoint your friends and family because they have certain expectations of you. And sometimes it can be difficult to tell our family no. It can be difficult to tell that close friend, you know, that, that you don't want to uh, participate or you want to do something else or that you just need some time just for you. There was a time where I just kept giving and I emotionally was wearing myself out. And what was interesting is the things that I was doing, I told myself that this is what was best for my family. This is what my family needed from me. This is what they needed to be healthy. This is what they needed to feel secure. I was wearing myself out emotionally. And I realized that I was modeling certain behavior that I was around in my youth. And I internalized that behavior. Nobody told me I had to do those things. Nobody told me that I had to set these certain goals, aspirations, things I was reaching for to the side. I thought that doing these things made me a good mother or made me a good wife. I thought that putting what I was feeling emotionally to the side was what was best for everybody else. It only weighed me down. It only made me feel angry. It only made me feel unappreciated. But you know what? Nobody was forcing me to do it. This was me doing things my own way. So I had to make the choice to stop doing things that were unnecessary and start doing things that were emotionally healthy for me. Because I had gotten to the point where I was so drained. I, I had to stop. I had to make some changes. Not everybody will like the adjustment. If you find yourself in that position and you start to make changes, not everybody's going to like it. But you know, you have to protect yourself emotionally to acknowledge that you can't do everything. As I had to acknowledge, I couldn't do everything on my own. I had to let some things go. I had to be willing to allow 
some people, sometimes my husband, kids or whoever, to be just be disappointed because I had to do things differently. But when I made those changes that were necessary to protect myself emotionally, you know what? It eased my stress levels. Go figure, right? So stop doing those things that are bringing stress upon yourself through unnecessary commitments. You can't be all things to all people. And sometimes we drain ourselves emotionally because we are so busy trying to help others. And sometimes we overstep and sometimes we over assist and we create a person that's dependent. And when we create a person that's dependent, it stops them from growing. It makes you the emotional crutch, which becomes exhausting for you, right? And so let those people go. Let them handle their emotional issues that they may need to go through on their own. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people out there that love to dump and run. They just want to come to you, dump all their emotional mess on you, and then head on out the door. They don't want to change. They're not interested in making any, you know, concessions in life. They just want somebody to dump all their emotional baggage on and get out the door. And here you are left holding the emotional bag. Here you are holding on to their toxic situations. So take a moment, step back, protect yourself emotionally. Don't allow others to step in and destroy your peace because we know who they are when we see them coming. We know the negative Nellies and the the negative Nancys when they come, right? We see them, we know. So it's up to us to put a boundary there and to stop. And allow them to fix their own stuff. Allow people to fix their own issues. You can't save everybody. You can't help everybody. You may want to, but sometimes you can wear yourself emotionally out in the process. So step back. Spend some quiet time in reflection. Get your thoughts together. Remove the distractions and take care of your psychological health. And are you taking care of yourself spiritually? For me, it's important to spend time praying and reading my word. That is something that I do daily. And I need to do that in order for my days to go right. I actually spend time praying and reading my word in the morning. And I also spend time praying and reading my word in the evening. And I spend time meditating on the word of God. And when I say meditating, I know there's all kinds of um, ideas about meditation. But when I say meditating on the word, I'm not talking about emptying my mind and, and all that. I am talking about thinking about the scriptures that I just read, um, pondering on certain thoughts in the scriptures, and just really thinking about 
um, trying to understand and, and comprehend what was said. That is what I mean when I say meditating on the word. And so that is important for me. It helps me to stay focused. It helps my mind to and my spirit to get fed and to just be in the right place. Um, and another thing when it comes to spiritual self-care is besides praying and reading your word is to really watch the company you keep. There's a scripture, evil communications corrupt good manners. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And I like the living translation, which says that if you listen to them, you'll start acting like them. I think that says it all. So sometimes we have to watch who we keep in our circle, who we allow to be in our company, because attitudes rub off. Actions rub off. People may not believe it. You may not think so. You might say, well, I'm my own person. But you keep hanging out with something long enough, and eventually you'll start acting like it. As that saying goes, birds of a feather flock together, that very old saying. But it's true. If you hang out with people that are lacking in character, that means you're compromising to even hang out with them to begin with. And guess what? It's going to rub off on you spiritually. You're going to find yourself compromising in your character. If you hang out with those that are critical and never have anything good to say about anybody, are always, you know, speaking words of condemnation or always trying to um, just look for the worst in somebody and never have anything positive to say, guess what? That's going to rub off on you. And next thing you know, you'll be wondering why you're always criticizing someone or always looking for the worst and why you're not settled in your spirit. Because we can't expect God to move when we've got a bunch of garbage in our heart. And sometimes we have to make sure we are in the right place spiritually by asking God to forgive us and to lead us and guide us and to help us to let go of foolish things and behavior and things that are impacting us spiritually. And so take care of your spirit. Mind who you have around you. Take care of you. And I don't know if you've ever considered, but another way that I believe is a simple way to take care of yourself um, is by journaling. I know not everybody's a journaler, but I personally am a journaler. I journal a lot and I have all kinds of journals. My husband knows, he looks at me and he knows I I have to have journals and I fill them all up, believe me. A journal, it can help you because it is an attentive ear. It's ready to listen. Your journal can't talk about you. Your journal won't share your trusted secrets. It holds on to everything that you say. It won't judge you. 
Your journal won't use your words against you. It won't argue with you. But what it will do is help you. It helps you to think through certain situations and piece together all the thoughts that are running through your mind. Journaling will help you to see things clearly. And for those of you that maybe you have things you need to work through and you're not in therapy, journaling journaling is um, very healing. It allows you to get everything out, everything that you may be scared to say to someone else, things you might even be scared to say or admit to yourself. But journaling is just a great thing to do to help yourself spiritually. It is very cathartic. And I know that as I've looked through previous journals, it's just great to see the progress that I've made or the hurdles that I've come through in life. And it is something that is very encouraging. And so if you are considering a way to really just do something for yourself, something that is healthy, something that you can just be who you are without fear of judgment, (laughs) take a moment to journal. There's so many different ways that we need to take care of ourselves. So, and I believe that all of these are just as equally important because we want a healthy mind, body, and spirit. And of course, in order for us to be in a healthy place, we have to take care of ourselves physically. And I admit, I've been slacking in this area. I've been, you know, I get out, I run and I exercise, but I don't do it as many days as I should. It is so important that we take care of our bodies. We, you know, God only gives us one. And so we must be mindful of what we eat and how we treat our bodies, getting out and and exercising and just taking the time to put in the fuel that we need and also taking the time to exercise and, you know, just make sure that we are healthy in every way. Because if we're not healthy, if we allow our bodies to fall apart, then everything else follows, right? And it all goes hand in hand. We need a healthy mind to maintain, you know, ourselves uh, spiritually and emotionally. We need a healthy spirit to keep our bodies and minds healthy. It's just a continual circle. And each element of self-care builds on the other. You can't have one piece without the other. All of these elements of self-care are necessary in order to live a healthy, balanced life. And there's other areas of self-care as well. But I think those are the ones that I mentioned are the ones most focused on. But there's also social self-care. Are you getting out and socializing and spending time with family and friends and in developing new relationships. 
And then there's professional self-care. Are you setting the boundaries that you need at work? Are you taking advantage of opportunities that are out there for you? So there's so many different ways that we need to take care of ourselves. And here's one thing to think about. When we take care of ourselves, when we model for our family members and for our children the importance of self-care, we teach them that element. Let's put it this way. We are examples, right, to those around us, to our children. We're modeling behavior that we want others to follow. And if we are running ourselves into the ground, if we're not taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, socially, in every area in between, how can we expect them to learn otherwise? Because a lot of the things that we don't do and some of the ways that we don't take care of ourselves, some of that is learned behavior, but we can change it. You can change it by taking care of yourself. You can change it by taking some time for you to put yourself first sometimes. I know I say it and it may, some people may say, oh, that's just so selfish. But sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to, to protect yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you need that quiet time to shut down, to get your thoughts and mind in order. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's needed. It's necessary. So take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Be that example to your children of what self-care looks like so that you can show up and be the best for yourself for your children, for your spouse, for your loved ones. And during the next week, take a look at your behaviors. Take a look at the areas of your life where you have been neglecting yourself, where you have not been taking care of yourself. And commit throughout the week to spend time taking care of yourself in that area whether you've got to shut down distractions, whether you've got to shut down people that are coming to dump their baggage on you, whatever it is, acknowledge it and make sure that you spend time throughout the next week taking care of yourself. Schedule a day if you have to, to get your quiet time. Put it on your calendar or in your planner, make a notation on your phone, but commit to some self-care time, better yet, a self-care day, because you're important. And don't forget to take care of you. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Yolanda M. Postel. To sign up for my email list and receive a free download of my ebook, 10 Keys to Build a Strong Relationship, go to movingtowardspurpose.com. To hear each new episode drop weekly, 
Tune in to queendomglobalnetwork.com on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 12 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to subscribe to Purposeful Woman Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean to listen to each episode at your convenience. And by the way, don't forget to rate and review. Remember, healthy relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled life.